Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question asks if I can compare the thoughts we might see with several personality disorders in response to hypothetical situations. So I answer this question by looking at five scenarios and the corresponding thoughts from different personality pathologies. I'm really looking at how several personality disorders are associated with a different response to the same stimuli. The personality disorders I'll be looking at in this video will be antisocial, narcissistic, and borderline from cluster B, from cluster A, paranoid, and from cluster C, obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. So really, essentially, comparing most of cluster B with one disorder from cluster A and cluster C. An important note here, I'll be emphasizing the vulnerable narcissistic side of borderline pathology in some of these examples. So I wanted to offer examples that had some type of pronounced social dynamic. So that's why I left out schizoid and schizotypal from cluster A and avoidant and dependent from cluster C. Social interaction is really limited with those disorders. Histrionic, which is the last disorder from cluster B, this of course does have a marked social component to it, but the responses stay in a fairly narrow range. So I left that one out of this particular analysis as well. So I'm going to present five hypothetical scenarios and then review the thoughts that we would expect to see from each of the five different personality disorders that I'm covering here in this video. So before I get started with these scenarios, I want to provide a quick summary of the basic characteristics of these disorders. So antisocial, the characteristics here would be violating society's norms, being reckless, irresponsible, impulsive, and having a lack of remorse. Narcissistic, we see self-centered, manipulative, arrogant, a feeling of being special and entitled. Borderline, we see a fear of abandonment, impulsivity, turbulent relationships, anger. And we also see some overlap here with the vulnerable narcissism that I mentioned before. So shame, guilt, resentfulness, insecurity, and hypersensitivity to criticism. With paranoid, we see someone who's distrustful and hostile and focuses on evidence that points to somebody as trying to hurt them. With obsessive-compulsive, we see someone who is perfectionistic, rigid, stubborn, and highly committed to rules, regulations, and morals. So let's take a look at these five scenarios, starting with scenario number one. So here at the first scenario, we see an individual is walking through a retail store and enters an aisle only to find several hundred dollars in cash laying on the ground. So let's take a look at the potential thoughts from each of the personality disorders. So at the antisocial, the thought would be easy money right? Fairly straightforward. It could also be something like, I wonder if the person who dropped this money is nearby. Perhaps they dropped more money, right? So we see kind of an overlap here with Machiavellianism. 
the individual wants to try to gain as much as they can from the situation. With narcissistic, I'm going to take this money because I deserve it. Whoever dropped this was so irresponsible, they don't deserve it anyway. And it's about time that somebody left money for me. So we see that strong self-centered component here. Moving to borderline pathology, I'm conflicted about taking this money. I'm not sure if I'm the type of person who would do that. So this really highlights the identity disturbance and the uncertainty associated with this disorder, as well as the shame component. Again, that overlap with vulnerable narcissism. In terms of paranoid, this is clearly a trap. How dare this person drop this money and put me in the situation? They better hope I never find them, right? So we see this underlying hostility that's associated with paranoid personality pathology. And then the last disorder here for scenario one, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. I need to find the person who dropped this money to tell them how disorganized they are and to return to them. So again, we see strictly adhering to a moral code. Moving to scenario number two, the individual is a worker in an office setting and they are criticized by their manager for not turning paperwork in on time. Starting again with antisocial, it's funny the manager thinks that I care about this, right? So kind of a dismissive position here for antisocial. With narcissistic, who does this manager think they are? And I'll get my revenge. With borderline, I'm an awful person for not finishing my paperwork, so we see the sense of shame here. With paranoid, this manager is trying to find some reason to fire me. This manager is going to pay for those remarks. So we see unforgiving, holding a grudge, and vindictive. So some overlap with narcissistic. With obsessive compulsive personality disorder, this manager doesn't understand that I'm still trying to get last week's paperwork perfected. So this really highlights an aspect of OCPD where the devotion to perfectionism actually results in the failure to complete tasks. Moving to scenario number three, a coworker approaches an individual at work and admits that they violated a procedure. For example, let's say they failed to set the alarm so the building was unprotected overnight. And we'll assume this building had a lot of valuable material in it, and it would have been a very bad idea to leave that alarm off. The coworker asks for the individual's help in hiding the evidence of wrongdoing. So essentially, they're asked to lie to the manager and say that they saw that the alarm was set, so it must have been some sort of malfunction with the alarm and not that other person who failed to set it. So with antisocial, sounds like your problem, but I will not report the violation. So we see indifference here. Another potential thought here for antisocial would be, I'll help you get out of this mess. So kind of realizing that it might be valuable to have a conspirator in the future. So that individual with antisocial helps the person who committed the violation, and perhaps they expect some sort of reciprocity in the future. Moving to narcissistic, you should have never been given such a responsibility. It should have been my job to set the alarm. I'm going to report this violation so that I can take your job. With borderline, I've always resented your success, so it's good to see you fail. I'm going to report this violation to see you suffer. So we can really see the sadistic component related to vulnerable narcissism here. With paranoid, you deliberately failed to set the alarm so somebody could search my office without being caught. I'm going to report this violation to protect myself. So we see a lot of the same behavior taking place, but for different reasons. With those CPD, before you finished explaining this to me, I already reported your violation, right? So again, somebody who's not going to deviate from the rules. Scenario number four, an individual starts dating a romantic interest, but that romantic interest starts to grow a little bit distant. 
taking a little bit longer to return text messages, turning down offers to go out for dinner. So we start to see some separation, some lack of interest, perhaps. So responding to this from an antisocial personality disorder perspective, it's time to lay on the charm, right? So we see the individual kind of uses their superficial charm in order to manipulate that romantic interest into becoming closer. Narcissistic, I was too good for them anyway. I will reject them before they have a chance to reject me. Borderline, my world just collapsed. What am I going to do without them? So here, of course, we see this pronounced fear of abandonment as a core feature of this disorder. With paranoid, this was their plan all along to get me close and then hurt me, or I bet they found a new romantic partner. Suspicions of cheating are actually a part of paranoid pathology. One of the symptom criteria is suspecting somebody of cheating without evidence. OCPD, I'm too busy to worry about this right now. So with OCPD, we see an indifference toward romantic relationships. One of the major reasons that somebody with OCPD comes into therapy is because their romantic partner complained about this indifference, right? So the individual is very focused on productivity at work, and they often neglect their family life or romantic life. Moving to the last scenario, scenario number five, the individual is offered a significant promotion at work. Antisocial, what's in it for me? If this is just about taking on more responsibility, I'm not interested. Narcissistic, this confirms that I am one of the greatest people who has ever lived, right? So pretty straightforward with narcissistic. Borderline, I'm worried that I'm not going to be successful and I'm going to mess up this big opportunity. Am I good enough at my job to have this promotion? So we see the insecurity component manifested in these thoughts. Paranoid, I appreciate the promotion and I'll take it, but this doesn't mean I'm going to forget the past. So again, kind of an unforgiving attitude, someone who's going to hold a grudge for a long time. With OCPD, this makes perfect sense because I earned it. Getting promoted is actually somewhat common for individuals with OCPD, especially if their job allows the ability to draw a clear distinction between people who are productive and those who are not productive. So those are some scenarios and how some different responses may occur based on personality pathology. Of course, these are just hypothetical scenarios and thoughts consistent with the characteristics of the disorder. Any particular person with the disorder may react quite differently. Another important note here is that treatment can be successful with a number of these personality disorders. There's a lot of comorbidity associated with personality disorders. So if somebody has one personality disorder, they often have another one and other mental disorders. So the presentations can be complex, but again, counseling makes a lot of sense in these situations. All of these different strong reactions to different scenarios can interfere with somebody's functioning, but counseling may help that person to understand how others perceive them. And this can lead to insight, which can lead to change. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.